Hey guys, this is Kyle. I play Oswald on the podcast Dice Drop Evolution. Um, I'm just going to give a kind of short but not really sort of backstory on Oswald here because the backstories on the characters are never really gone into, but you know, we're gonna give you individual little episodes of backstory, but anyway. So Oswald's life up until he was about, I think he was about five when his parents like disappeared. Um, so basically that night, his parents had called a babysitter as usual. They wanted to go out for a date night because, you know, healthy relationship, healthy marriage. <laughs> um, so they wanted to go out for a date night and that's exactly what they did. They went out for the date night, the babysitter came, everything was good, but after the time came when his parents were supposed to come back, uh, they never showed up. Nobody could find their nobody could find their car. Nobody could find pretty much anything about them. Like it seemed like they had just disappeared off the face of the earth. And naturally, uh, being five years old, Oswald was not exactly you know positively or neutrally affected by that. Um. <clears throat> Throughout his like schooling years, I should say he was raised by uh, extended family throughout his life. It, he was kind of like jumping between grandparents and uncles and aunts. Um, so during his like schooling years, because of the whole disappearance and how that affected him, he wasn't exactly super social. You know, he would focus more on himself, but he always liked uh, animals, specifically, um, reptiles. So like he would have like pet turtles that he had found, or if he found an injured lizard, he would, you know, take care of it until it got better. Um, and that was usually, that was mostly his like middle school and early high school life. And as soon as he started getting more agency in his life, more uh, independence, he started planning on what he was going to do uh, when he turned 18. And as soon as he turned 18, he bounced. He got out, he went as far as he could, and pretty much just started working at whatever job he could find to get as much money as he could. And those jobs weren't always, you know, positive jobs. Some of them were uh, a little bit less than legal, but he has a limit. He never really worked for, like, crime bosses. He never worked for anybody who was, like, super known to be super evil or anything like that. It would just be, like, some theft jobs here and there. So... But mostly he would work computer jobs, like some odd IT jobs here and there. <laughs> anyway, eventually he found his way to a city called Eden. Okay, so I'd like to specify that Oswald did not grow up in Eden. He grew up around Eden. He was maybe like, I don't know, 30 minutes outside of the city, but he never really thought about going into the city until he finally had enough money. When he got to Eden, the main reason for him going there was, you know, it was more affordable to live downtown because, you know, 
That's just how it was at the time. So he got himself in the lower end of the middle district. He got himself a kind of nice studio apartment. You know, it had a kitchen, had a, it was semi-furnished. It came with a bed. Other than that, he had to get everything else like TV and any of the consoles or anything, gaming consoles, whatever he wanted to get, he had to get himself. But it came with a bed and, you know, a full kitchen and all that. And uh, once he actually got to Eden is when he started like really setting up shop. He would put out little ads, little classified ads for him doing odd jobs. And like I said before, most of it was like, tech jobs or occasionally he'd do like I don't know some courier missions for some less than less than uh, stellar people so but I mean whatever made him money and whatever kept him off the radar as much as possible he just wanted to kind of live on his own terms and his own terms were you know, doing odd jobs and living day to day. Oswald was about 24 when his powers started showing up. So from 18 to 24, he was just working odd jobs. And the best part about that was he could, you know, take as many days off as he wanted to, as long as he felt, you know, he was safe enough to do so. Um, but yeah. Around the time he turned 24 was when, you know, weird things would start to happen. He noticed his eyes, which were always blue, became more of more and more of an electric blue as time went on. Um, he would notice that his computer would glitch every now and then, but then go completely back to normal. Just really small things that he didn't think about too much until that day when his computer finally started talking to him, and so did his trusty lizard and snake, Jiren Pearl, whom I have no clue what James did to them, so don't bother asking me. Ask James. Blow him up on Twitter, because nobody has any clue where those lizards are, where those reptiles are. So, yeah, blow him up, not me if you're wondering. But, yeah. His powers started showing up. Those uh, weird military guys came on and started, like, going after him because I guess they had I guess they had him under, under like, a watch, sort of. I'm not sure. Uh, but, yeah, that's when the adventures really started um, for Oswald in terms of his powers and him meeting Rodney and the and the crew and River and Remy and all that. And uh, throughout his life, though, since his parents disappeared, he never really gave it much thought what happened to his parents. He just kind of assumed that, you know, they like went off the road somewhere. Or he, he basically just assumed they were dead and he didn't bother like looking for them. He didn't bother you know, thinking too much about it because dead is dead. I mean, if they were, there's nothing he can do about it. So he just continued on as much as he could. Um, that was until he saw his parents being mind controlled by good old suburban named Peter. I don't know why his name is Peter. 
it's a bad name for a bad guy. In my opinion. But, yeah. So, yeah, then when he saw his parents, he kind of tried to look into it, but given the fact that he was in a warehouse and, you know, had bigger fish to fry, uh, he didn't really put much thought into it until the dreamscape. And then his uh, BFF, Winston, helped him out a lot. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much Oswald's backstory. As far as, like, personality goes, I mean, he's standoffish at first. He acts like he doesn't really care, but he does. Um, He wants to help people as much as he can, and now that he has these powers, he feels he can help them, but he wants to be careful with it because he knows that he, you know, if he grows to 30 feet and tries to help somebody, he knows he can accidentally, like, you know, kill them or make the situation worse, which is not what he intends. So he's careful about the growing. And there haven't really been a lot of opportunities to use the whole uh, language thing where he can understand languages. I mean, not a whole lot of opportunities to hack computers with his mind like he can. And since Jer and Pearl are gone, we don't really have any animal contact. So that first power is kind of useless, in my opinion. But I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so that's basically that. Um, one of the things that he loves to do, though, is he loves to watch what that time period considers to be old movies. So, you know, our, uh, our Star Trek or our, uh, Star Wars Anything sci-fi he really likes. Um, so yeah, he spends his time watching old movies and... Or I should put quotations. Old movies and old TV shows. And... Uh, yeah, around the time he moved out is when he noticed that he could pull snacks out of his pocket as well. He never really questioned it. And I'm sure that if he asked Winston, Winston would give him some answers. Because, you know, if you ask a god, the god probably knows. But, you know, he never questioned it. It doesn't seem to be hurting anybody. I don't know. I guess another thing about Oswald is because his parents disappeared, um, he never really... He wasn't really able to, like form connections easier like there were people that wanted to be friends with him but because of that trauma of his parents just up and disappearing and basically he felt abandoned really because he thought it was him he thought that he was the reason that they left he didn't really have a concrete like explanation but you know he always had this sinking feeling that it was him he was the reason that they left um so because of that, he basically avoided any sort of uh, close contact with other people. Uh, he did have one friend in I 
think it was high school. Yeah, he had one friend in high school who he did get close with, but towards the end, they ended up moving away anyway. So he was friends with them for... um, Yeah, Oswald did have a friend in high school throughout the entire four years he was there. He did actually connect with somebody. So it was a kid named Jake, and he was very similar to Oswald. He was not he was not necessarily like as reclusive as Oswald was, but he understood why Oswald was the way he is. Like he understood that the reason he was kind of standoffish was because his parents disappeared and he was still dealing with that trauma because he never properly dealt with that trauma after being shuffled around in his family for, you know, X number of years. So, um, so yeah, they were, they were pretty close friends and towards the end of high school, Jake had to tell Oswald that, you know, he had to move away and that this was very likely the last time, uh, Oswald would see him, but they could stay in contact. Now, Oswald, because of his past trauma, again, he started feeling like it was his fault that Jake had to move away. But, you know, even though that wasn't, even though that's not true in the slightest. Um, so yeah, he never really kept in touch with Jake because he always felt like it was his fault or there was, you know, something he did to cause him to go away. Um, that's kind of where he got the inspiration for the name Jake Gold in the early episodes, you know? is because he was Jake was the only other person that he really connected with. So, yeah, that was the first name that came to mind for him. Um I mean, beyond that, he tried to stay away from most of the issues in high school as he could. And he never really had any like dedicated bullies, but other kids would sort of like not laugh at him directly, but they would sort of talk about him behind his back and make up rumors about like just creepy and weird things that he supposedly did, but never actually did. And this was all because he was so like, he kept to himself a little bit too much. Like, you know, unprocessed trauma on unhealthy manner kind of thing. Um, So, yeah, he was never really favored in high school. As a result, he was always sort of like behind his back ridiculed and he knew that that was the case. Um, But, yeah, beyond that, his high school life was pretty... Pretty basic. Um, it's like a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> Feel free to tell that one to anybody you feel like. I think that's one of my funnier things I've ever said. 
Okay. Despite having his friend Jake and the people that, you know, would talk about him behind his back but would, like, be fake nice to his face because people in high school are assholes, um, there was one teacher that always looked out for him as much as she possibly could. Uh, Jake always took an interest in computers, so he took a class where it, it had to deal with, like, everything about computers, coding and whatever you can think of, you name it. It was about that. It was about that. And that that class had four different parts throughout uh, high school. So every year it was, you know, harder material, but he would get it like he was a computer whiz. Anyway, so this prof- this professor, this teacher uh, named Miss Gilliard, she was always looking out for him, always on his side. If he ever got called to the principal's office for anything, she was always there backing him up. Um, for all intents and purposes, he was like, or she was like a, uh, like a, kind of like a fill-in, fill-in mother for him. She would make sure that he had money for lunch. Um, if she caught anybody speaking bad about him uh she would do something about it so she genuinely cared for him because she genuinely noticed that he had a lot of potential and she knew about his backstory and everything like that so you know she was just one of those overly caring people um towards the end of his schooling though not only was jake moving away but Miss Gilliard also started having more and more health complications. And it was like more and more days with um, substitutes, more and more days where she just wouldn't have as much energy to teach as much. And then at, at the, towards the end of the year, she would, she is, she just basically stopped coming into class and he never really was able to figure out what exactly happened to her, but he knew it wasn't good. So, yeah, he that was another point of loss. Essentially, with Oswald, his life is, to him, just one big loss. He lost his parents. He lost the teacher who was a second parent, a second mother to him. He lost his friend Jake. Um, so that's part of the reason why he is so, you know, protective over River, over... Remy now especially over shade because he doesn't want to lose them again he doesn't want to or at all not again but at all he doesn't want anything bad to happen to them he wants to be able to protect them as much as possible I would say if anything like to put it to put it in a term that helps me say it better he would be <laughs> if if he played a game like World of Warcraft, which I don't know what the... Whatever. I'm just kidding. 200. I ain't being that specific. Um, Whatever the 200 years in the future equivalent to World of Warcraft is, he would be the healer. He, you know, he would be the one that makes sure everybody was staying up. He would make sure that everybody had, you know, was, was healthy in whatever that equivalent to the game would be. 
<clears throat> so yeah, he was he was a protector. And that didn't really crop up until he met this group because he never really felt as connected to anybody as he did with as he does with this group. So yeah. Anyway, um pretty sure. Yeah, that basically covers all of Oswald. So yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, give a listen to Remy and Rivers' backstory. Uh, I will say Rivers is a little... Go in there carefully. Her backstory is way more traumatic. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of Dice Drop. And that's it. See you later, guys. Yes. <laughs>